This is the Significant Man Recharge Show. I'm your host, Warren Peterson, and welcome to the 5-Minute Friday. In high school, one of the most challenging things for kids to navigate are the cliques, the predetermined groups of people and how they interact or don't with one another. If you have kids in that age, part of your job as dad is to help them figure out the right way to deal with this challenge. Now, we sometimes think of cliques as a high school thing, but it definitely is a human thing. As adults, we have our own groups. We know which groups are where the rich men hang out, which places are where the executives hang out, where the tradesmen hang out, and so on. We figure out which groups we want to associate with and which groups we don't want to have anything to do with. This isn't new. It was taking place a few thousand years ago as well when Jesus was walking the earth. There were groups of people one wanted to be associated with and groups to avoid. And in a move that made the Pharisees and scribes upset again, Jesus seemed to completely ignore these expected social interactions. He interacted with everyone no matter what the popular crowd of the day said. Today, let's take a look at criticism Jesus received after he spent time with the wrong type of people. After Jesus called Levi, the tax collector, to be one of his disciples, Jesus joined sinners and other tax collectors for a meal. In Mark chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, we read this famous passage. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. But when the teachers of the religious law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, Healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Personally, it's one of my favorite passages. I love this story because I know that I am a sinner. I am not perfect. I mess up all the time. And so I'm one of those sick people, so to speak, that Jesus came to heal. Now that we have hindsight, we know things today that the Pharisees didn't know back then. So for us to understand why their criticism was so strong, we have to know some of their history. During Roman times, tax collectors were despised. No one knew the exact amount of tax they were supposed to pay, so the tax collector could get rich by over-collecting and threatening those who didn't pay. Non-religious writers of the day would group tax collectors with the worst of society. And when the Pharisees called them sinners, it didn't just mean that they, they were someone who violated God's law, but they also violated scribal laws, traditions, and customs. This meant that the person who was guilty of murder and the person who didn't wash their hands the required number of times, they were both considered sinners. It was a term used to distinguish those who strictly observed all aspects of the law from those who didn't. The heart of this criticism towards Jesus was simple. A righteous and good person should know better than to spend time with the wrong people who are clearly so unrighteous. And more than just spending time with them, but teaching them and loving them, that was outrageous. Today's equivalent would be to hear someone say, I wouldn't be caught dead with someone like that. There was an expectation, and in many churches there still is, 
that a righteous person, someone who thinks they're doing all the right things according to their understanding of God, won't associate with someone who intentionally or through ignorance chooses to live a life that's at odds with their understanding. That was the expected behavior. So when they see Jesus acting in a way that's counter to their own worldview, culture, and understanding, they're confused and very critical with his behavior. As with the other criticisms that Jesus faced, it's helpful to look at this story and think about what it shows us about God's heart. What becomes clear here is that he's the God of compassion for all. He cares about everyone and wants all of us to be well. He cares more about your soul than he does about your social conventions, or in the case of Jesus, about what people might think of his actions. The sicker they are, and the less worthy they might seem, the more they might need help. And to God, each of his children are precious. God so much cared about the tax collectors, he so much cared about you, that he sent his only son to accept the just punishment for all of our sins. And if that meant that he had to hang out with the wrong people to fulfill his mission, or if he has to hang out with the wrong people today to fulfill his mission, then that is exactly what he's going to do. Now, over the years, one of the questions I've received a lot is, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? This is a common question. It's been asked a lot. There have been a lot of books written about this. But because I got asked this question a lot, I decided to write my answer in the form of a short story. It's a book called Today, Daddy. It's over at Amazon.com. And it's about a man dealing with this very question, this very big issue of how come something horrible can happen to a man, to a family that has done nothing wrong. So if you've ever struggled with that question, if you've ever wanted to know some other insights perhaps into that question, head over to Amazon.com and look up my book, Today Daddy. I think you'll really enjoy it. And let me know if you get a chance to read it, what you think about it. And please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show. Your ratings and your reviews, they really help other people find the show, so thank you for that. All right, enjoy the next show. Uh-huh.